season one, episode nine, where I have the opportunity to speak with one of the most talented graphic designers I know, who happens to advocate zero waste and bringing this awareness in more fun and cute ways that will definitely catch your attention. Not to forget, I support how to protect or make our planet better than we found it in even smallest ways I can. Her story and journey genuinely resonate with me and I'm honored to have her in Empower Your Life show. We also covered how we can turn challenges into opportunities, especially since this interview was held during the COVID-19, passion into action, link into values, and more. Enjoy. Welcome to the new episode of this segment, Empower Your Life, where the aim is all about bringing positivity, motivation, aspiration, and encouragement towards your goals or dreams that you have wanted to pursue for a very long time. The next guest, she is a graphic artist or illustrator based in Sofia, Bulgaria, who once dreamt about living a zero-waste life. Uh, wait, it's a major... Uh, like a many major environmental issues that we're facing right now. And it's a super serious discussion to have. But our next guest, she came up with a very bright idea of bringing waste awareness into more fun and positive ways, zero waste philosophy, and hoping to inspire everyone to start taking part, even with the smallest action. She created a comic uh, strip with a, about a group of animal characters trying to have a more sustainable lifestyle, which inspired by her own struggles. And that is why I call this episode Fun Tips for Sustainable Living with Aware Animals. So let's all welcome the person behind Aware Animals, Mira Petrova. Hi, Mira. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for inviting me to share, to share this story and for doing this amazing project and for, for letting me be a part of it. Thank you so much. And um, we are on this together. So thank you as well for taking part. Um, so how are you? And how is Bulgaria overall? I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I'm, I'm mostly um, like today is a very uh, gray sort of day. It's a little bit yeah. rainy outside, but we had, I think, five beautiful sunny days in a row. And it felt like the summer has come and it was um, it was wonderful and we also had holidays yeah. uh, during this time so we could all go to like nature or the park and enjoy it which we all know in these times has been a, a rare occasion and every every chance we get to be in the sun and in nature is is wonderful so yeah I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> I agree with you on this because uh, it feels like it's a, it's a blessing already, like we have a consistent or consecutive days of sunny days, because mm -hmm. right now in uh, Valencia, mm -hmm. supposedly it's summer already, but we're still experiencing rain. <laughs> the weather is, is, is crazy, and uh, yeah, we know why. <laughs> Same here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should get your sandals or your umbrella and what's happening. So yeah, it's better to always have your jacket with you or better also wear like flow shoes just mm -hmm. to be safe. <laughs> yeah. 
totally. So that's great to hear that um, our weather slowly, sh- I mean, the sun is showing up and you're feeling better. And um, so let's talk about aware animals. So can you share a little bit story of how everything started? You know, what made you to, to create this, this comic strip and what's the, the idea, inspiration and so on. So share us. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for the lovely introduction you did. I almost don't know what to add, but I'll, I'll try. I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> as you mentioned, uh, I'm, an, I'm an artist by education. This is what I studied for for many years. I've studied a few different types of, of art um, education. I've studied toy design and set design and costume design and puppets and all sorts of different things. And then I slowly shifted towards graphic design and started mm-hmm. working with different brands, um, also to do their packaging, packaging design, mm-hmm. um, you know, different solutions for their products and how they should be presented and how their brand should be presented. And the more I was working in that field, the more I sort of became sad at how much waste we create. Like I both loved what I was doing and loved the brands that I was working with, but then at the same time, since I've always been like in love with nature and um, really curious about everything that's happening with the environment and obviously climate change and all, all those things, um, it just felt that I'm sort of adding to the, to the problem <laughs> instead of helping to solve it. Yeah. And it was starting to weigh on me a little bit. Um, and I felt like that for, for quite a, like maybe a year. Um, it was just something that was constantly on my mind and I spoke yeah. with my partner and he was like, yeah, but like you have so much resources, you can grow, you can, you can research things and so on. You're very talented. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that I love doing. And yeah, it's just a really big part of my life. And obviously with art, it's always a matter of opinion and it's always a matter of like people have different styles and different approaches to things, which is lovely because then for for each thing created, there is an audience. And for mm-hmm. every audience, there is something created. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was just this sort of suggestion that like maybe I could do something, but you know, what would that something be? Mm-hmm. And the main issue um, that I found was that like for a couple of years before I started the project, I would want to share information about climate change, about know, the things that are happening about how to live a more sustainable life. And most of the things that I would find online, they would be a little bit more on the depressing side. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, images of animals dying and forests being like burned to the ground and so on, which we all know is happening. Yes. And when you share something like that, people don't usually reshare it because it has already sort of brought their mood down a little bit and they they don't want to do that to their friends as well yeah and I felt that this crucial information sort of doesn't become as popular as I felt it would Mm -hmm. be be as other things um and I thought to myself well maybe if we if we manage to present it in a more optimistic way in a more practical way in a more funny way so Mm -hmm. that you know, people look at something and they're like, oh, I never knew that. But oh, <laughs> a funny situation happened between those characters and so on. Maybe yeah. it could be something that not only with 
will stay with them for a little bit longer, but also they would have this impulse to share it with their friends, with their family. Um, and yeah, that's how that's how the idea came about the, the comic strip. It was called You Were Animal. And still yeah. <laughs> I actually, like, when I saw it, I was like, that's really interesting in a very, very um, creative way to kind of bring awareness to everyone because like what you said, it's it how to say how to say it because you use the, the the comic strip, you know, the fun animal characters, and you don't use human <laughs> some sort of us that kind of making us a direct guilt that hey you're doing this, but since you use in a creative and a fun ways, um, it's very catchy and you know. Uh, uh, like what you said, it's easier kind of reshare to friends because you use in a different way, even though the message itself, it's already, you know, you have to do this. Mm. But I think we are, for me, I'm the same. I'm very visual. Whatever I see, that's the first impression I'm getting. Uh, the message is the second. So mm. since I saw that, that, yeah, and of course, it's not it's not something that easy to make so that's why I'm like so in love when I saw it <laughs> <laughs> thank so you so it. much and yes. actually, on the point of them being animals I can also share like why as you're saying there are many reasons why they're animals but the first one was I actually saw a few videos that became viral online about animals that are actually collecting waste and throwing it away yes like an elephant and um, I think a raven, like different sorts of birds and you know how intelligent yeah. they actually are. So when they see something out of order, they sort of want to help with that. And also this feeling that in nature, nothing really goes to waste. It's created in this beautiful way so that, you know, whatever is left over from one process can feed the next one and so on and so on. And then mm -hmm. like we're sort of the first being that created this problem in a way and now it's it's part of our journey to figure out how to how to fix things and maybe like move them steer them in a different direction um yeah but i also love them being animals because first of all they're cute well yes animals are cute. <laughs> um but also you don't have this issue of you know, for example, race as much people don't see themselves so like you can you can very easily see yourself as a fox or a bear or a, <laughs> no, no matter what animal, and you don't have to like wonder. Oh, is this like is this about me? Yeah, it's about all of us. We're all in it together, <laughs> no matter where we live, no matter what the situation is. So, yeah, yeah. I like that you point out the race. It's actually a very serious um, kind of point or part. Yeah whatever you're you're making a, a campaign or anything so black and white and so on and so forth so yeah. it's great to know that you actually kind of consider that as well apart the animals so one of the things that i'm sure that you have a lot of projects right now going i assume <laughs> and uh, recently not recently actually it's been months that you have um launched this uh, your first right calendar 2021 aware animals yeah. right <laughs> and uh, you shared about this uh, uh, the challenges that you're facing and uh, so share with us so like maybe just one of the challenges that you're facing and then what have you learned with that that you're going to make sure that for the upcoming projects that you're going to have this is one of the things that you want to make sure it's not going to happen again 
<clears throat> well, yeah, we it was interesting because the calendar for this year was our first physical item, physical object that we created. Before that, it was all online. It was all mm -hmm. on the bed. And uh, like it's a way to consume something, but then obviously it's very different when you can have a physical object to touch. Yeah. And we wanted to just do something. Obviously, it was a dark part of the year with the pandemic and everything, but the holidays were coming and we just wanted to do something fun to boost yeah. like <laughs> people's mm -hmm. mobility and so on. Uh, so we decided to uh, to do both a physical um, issue of the calendar and also um, a sort of downloadable file. Um, so that, for example, if people are somewhere else in the world, but not Bulgaria, which is where we're located, um, they wouldn't have to wait such a long time for shipping. We wouldn't have this um you know carbon carbon footprint of the transportation which is something yes. that always bothers me and it's it's a tricky concept when you're trying to um sort of convince people to buy less <laughs> and yes. in general consume less to then at the same time try to create some sort of merchandise for the people that that enjoy the, the concept and the idea so we really wanted to provide people with options. And in the end, we came up with this too. You have the physical copy that you can buy only here locally. And then you have the downloadable um, option that you can just buy online and get anywhere you are and just print on the paper you, you wish, the size you wish, and mm -hmm. share with your family and friends or just have it in your own home. And it was a very interesting, um, interesting project. What we discovered was that, at least for now, at least in our um, like fan base, let's call them, I don't know, uh, followers, um, people were mostly leaning towards the physical, um, yeah. physical option. Uh, and they truly, truly enjoyed that, which was great. And we were super grateful. And I could sort of feel why, because I'm the same with, for example, illustrated books and things that I, things that I, lo I, I love, uh, I, I really like to have them in my home yeah. so that I can go back to them and sort of- Like a collection. Yeah. yeah. And it's just something that you have. And with a calendar, obviously, like after the year is gone, it's, it's, um, it's not active anymore, but you can still keep the images, have the yes. little pictures or posters around the house. Um, so yeah, it was a very uh, fun and interesting um, experience and something that we could learn from for the next year to figure out how to do this. So we still are working on that <laughs> to both have um, physical items, but then hopefully have them in a way that the carbon footprint is not too bad. <laughs> Yeah, but you mentioned about this, uh, like partnering with uh, printing services. I think that's a very good idea because, I mean, I personally not sure because I never done this, mm. but I think you came up with that idea that partnering with the printing services within, I think, European Union, mm -hmm. uh, that you actually also gave them the opportunity of maybe not a lot of. Uh, of, of income, but some sort of business that also they're they're sort of um, participating mm. in in this campaign that you're promoting, and that's a, I think that's a very good uh, approach because most of the time right now, even here everywhere, you wanted to get all the products across the globe. So 
it's all about the transportation. Mm. But uh, yeah, so um, I think, yeah, that will be a very nice and still the quality of the, the calendar 2021 will be still almost the same as exactly what you should have from your collection in oh. Bulgaria style. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, what you're mentioning, it's also a very interesting sort of experiment that we're trying on to work with, with a company that does this print on demand thing, mm -hmm. so that you don't create all these um, products that you don't know if there's going to be a market for after yes. that, or if they're just going to pollute the earth when so many other things do. Um, so now we're working, we're partnering with this company so that whenever somebody, for example, wants to buy um, something that has our characters uh, on it, they can just order it and it gets printed specifically for them and shipped straight to straight to their home. And uh, this company has printing facilities in different continents, which I really loved. So, that, for example, if you're ordering it from the states, it's going to be made and shipped from the states. But if yes. you're ordering it here in Europe or in Asia like accordingly it's going to happen there which i i really love because it sort of fits with our concept <laughs> yeah, i love that that's why i thought that's a great idea and um, i think it's moving uh, forward into a better uh, project onwards right and speaking of project so i know that you have also this uh, little book about recycling um, that I think now you have in Italian language, mm -hmm. right? So share us a little bit about little book about recycling. <laughs> With pleasure. Um, yeah, so this, uh, this came as just a, a silly little idea because around the holidays, we did this sort of giveaway thing on our social profiles. And we asked, we asked the audience, what would you love to change in your life in the in the next year in order for it to be more sustainable and more mm. environmentally friendly and we were thinking the answers are going to be you know maybe going towards composting or I don't know some, some more specific things but surprisingly for me the biggest percentage of people said they would love to start recycling and I was a little bit surprised because I thought it's something that has been like there has been a lot of information about it around um, we've been talking about it for yes. a long time, uh, but especially here in Bulgaria, I think for, for at the beginning, there was a little bit of superstition coming from the people that it's not really working, people aren't really recycling the items, it was very strange, there was this little negative energy towards recycling, that there isn't a <laughs> point in it. Um, and also many people I felt even around me, like my closest um, friends and family, when we would speak, they wouldn't know what can be recyclable or not. So, so people would come to me all the time with questions or like little pieces of packaging and oh be like, God. can I recycle this? What container do I put this in? And I would answer these questions over and over again. And many, many of them I didn't even know the answer to. So I would call other people or like research online and speak yeah. with like actual professionals to figure out, can you actually recycle this material? How many times can you recycle it? And so on. And uh, so when we received this feedback that for so many people, it was still uh, a new territory. I was like, okay, maybe we can do like a little guidebook, like very unfrightening, <laughs> <laughs> a little funny, colorful thing that just 
sort of step by step explains um, different aspects of recycling. Yeah. And we mostly focused on the materials themselves because mm -hmm. the separation and the collection and separation process can be very, very different between countries. For example, it would be like one thing in, in Italy and another yes. in Bulgaria and another in the States and so on. Um, but the materials, they're pretty much the same and they get shipped around all over the globe. Um, and it's like amazing how much it varies the process and the final results of what you get when you recycle one material and then the other. Yeah, so we focused on that. We made this, this book. It was a very interesting and fun experience for me because it was our first like actual book. Before that, it had always been like just a little comic strip or something. Um, and I thought, ah, it's gonna be done for like a couple of weeks. And in the end, I think I was working on it for, for months with all the little details and stuff. And, we we had the pleasure to to sort of invite people to the team actual scientists here in bulgaria who work with microplastics and nice. stuff like that to be absolutely certain all the information on it is proper all the sources that we used have been like properly read and we're sure that <laughs> we're not going to mislead anybody in any direction um, which was very important to me because we know how it can get online you read something yeah. you're like oh that must be true and then it turns out it's not true at all uh yes and it is it is now available it is free which i am very very happy about because we managed to um sort of earn a sponsorship by the mm -hmm. uh the bulgarian culture fund here in in bulgaria which is wonderful so yes <laughs> what's the what's the update on this uh, little book about recycle so is it also so it's available online it means that everyone the same thing can can uh, print it out on for themselves mm -hmm. yeah you can either have it as a pdf on your phone or on your computer or whatever you use uh, things and just look through it whenever you need to check something or some people have been printing it out, sharing it with their family, or for example, the pupils in their kindergarten. Um, mm -hmm. I found lovely and people sent me pictures and I'm just, my heart is melting. I'm so happy mm -hmm. when that happens. And it's now available in um, English and Bulgarian, which are the, the two main languages we, we work in, but also in Italian, as you mentioned because this wonderful school here in Bulgaria, it's um, an Italian um, orientated high school. And they contacted me and they said, we, we love this book. We think the content is very interesting and we're a group that's focusing more on environmental issues. And we would love as part of our education process to translate it into Italian. Would you be okay with that? And I said, of course, that's amazing. This is like so many wonderful things happening at once because like they're learning more things they're they're like um experiencing this translation process and and creating something that can actually be used by italian speakers after that which mm -hmm. is the best part and thanks to them the book is now available in italian as well and people are actually reading it in italy which is wonderful nice that's nice yeah, and inspired by the, their example, we we shared this on on Instagram and on Facebook, and said if you have 
like pupils in a similar way or um, like if, if you think you would be interested in this process, contact us and maybe we can do this in other languages as well. And a lot of people did, which <laughs> again, I was so surprised and so happy by, and I don't want to like give in too much, um, but like we already have a Portuguese translation that's almost done and a Greek one. And like, we're waiting for another 10. So maybe soon the book will be in like 14, 50 languages. That's nice. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I am seeing that it can be part of, uh, you know, educational books, you know, because I think, again, I think for most of the people, even adults, having drawing as a guideline, it's still easier to, to you know, to follow than just having like the text. <laughs> you know, which you <laughs> can agree, right? I think we all have this thing from when we were kids. When I was a kid, I would look at a book and I would go like this to see if there is any pictures. And if there weren't pictures, I would be like, nah. <laughs> it's just such an easier way to comprehend information. Yes. Pretty get to your brain faster and maybe in a better way. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you that you have like how many now coming and I'm super excited to see that. And I'm, I mean, you deserve it because your idea is brilliant. So, and it will be very useful for, from kids all to adults like us. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's very interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that during the pandemic, you also had a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities uh, come into your doors. And uh, I'm sure that I mean, of course, I'm just assuming, but I can feel that with the pandemic as well, it opens a lot of opportunities for you, right? I think it's a matter of um, perspective and sort of the way we look at things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's that way with any situation, not only with the pandemic, but just life in general. You can, you can look at a situation and be like, oh, things are going to be so bad and <laughs> sort of get into that dark space. And then even if good things are coming your way, you're sort of shielded and you can't see them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think as, as with any situation, you can you can make it opportunistic and, and, and try to make the best of it. Yeah. I think, I mean, I am referring more into because of the lockdown, a lot of people would have more time to look online. Yeah. Yeah. So because I have interviewed once, uh, she's also promoting more about sustainable lifestyle products, mm. natural products and less damaging to our health and earth. Yeah. And she told me that during the, the pandemic or the lockdown in Singapore, she actually made more sales than during yeah. the, <laughs> the more relaxed measurement. So I'm like, oh, okay. So some some business or some some uh, projects or campaigns, you know, it spikes. So for example, this Zoom as well mm. spikes so much during this pandemic. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm just referring to that. Yeah, yeah. Face to what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I think our hunger for consumption has definitely become bigger because we spend so much time at home and we we need we have this need to be social but we don't always have the possibility to be so yeah. any any way to connect with other human beings no matter if that's going to be through their profiles or their youtube channels or whatever any way that you can hear other people's thoughts and 
and like outlook to life yeah. is just a wonderful thing to to have because it yeah it just makes you feel connected yes it, we are still i mean we are wired to to social mm -hmm. totally <laughs> so, Totally. Even though sometimes, you know, we, we prefer to be alone, but I think bottom line, we're still interconnected. Mm -hmm. So speaking of this passion of yours that you love to do, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure by having our audience listening or watching, um, they are very inspired how talented and how passionate you are with what you're doing, which is very, very big, big um, idea. And it's, it's uh, something purpose with a big purpose in our lives mm -hmm. so as a person who pursue and still pursuing to continue mm -hmm. with what you are doing right now for other people who wanted to start uh, to to you know pursue their passion in life but they just don't know how you know what tips or advice can you share with us so they can slowly put action on it Mm. Mm. that's a very good question <laughs> and a very tricky one um i can say for me what has worked and then that not necessarily will work for for everybody but um i think one of the words you mentioned passion is very important you need to find something that speaks to you that that is something that you think about anyway every day of your life you know, it's not just something that you randomly see and you're like, ah, you know, maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll do that, but something that is like an essential part of your of your life and an interest that what like what do you what do you do in your spare time kind of? Yeah. Because in my spare time, I always go online, I look for new articles, for new approaches, for new inventions, for new things on how we can make this better, you know, mm -hmm. how we can fix problems that we have created and so on. And it's just something that my mind is constantly busy with and mm -hmm. even if I like instead of trying to make it not be busy with it and try to do other work <laughs> which was taking so much of my time now I just gave in and I'm like okay this is what interests me this is what I'm passionate about I'm just gonna go for it and yeah. spend as much time as I can you know focused and working on this um, and it's important because you need to do a lot of it in order for it to get better and I think it's like that with everything when we start a new project a new ambition a new direction we don't know what we're doing I for sure had no idea I didn't even know this profession existed to, to create comic strips it was totally new for me I found out about it like I think four years ago and I was like people can do that for a living this is amazing <laughs> and then I I sort of got inspired by it, but it was so, so far away from me. I had no information whatsoever. And then you just slowly start doing it and learning about it in the process. And I still don't know so much about how social media works or <laughs> you know <laughs> how to do one thing or another, but I read online, I contact friends, I ask people, which I think also is very, very important, reach out to people. Mm -hmm. It's something that I used to be very afraid to do before. I would feel very ashamed and sort of insecure and worried yeah. that I'm going to take up so much of their time and never reach out. But now I started doing it more. And what I find out is that if people don't have the time for you, 
they're just going to say it most of the time, which is totally okay. You have to be prepared for that. And you have to sort of approach them with that in mind that obviously it's not, it's not their job to, to spend time answering to you or anything. But so very often when you approach people, they're very excited about it the same way you are. Um, and to be able to share something that they've learned and pass it on and so on. And it's a wonderful way to both create communities and just learn in a way that's practical and comes from experience instead mm -hmm. of, you know, just a book or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, reaching out, doing something that you're passionate about and then doing a lot of it so that it can improve over time. Because obviously none of us were perfect the first time we did a video or a drawing or wrote a text or whatever um it takes practice it takes time and it takes a lot of times for you to do it not so well <laughs> so that you can find out your mistakes and figure out what you can do better and because of that i think the last thing i'll say is discipline which is a totally new concept to me i used to be a very chaotic sort of person before and Lately, I just love having a schedule, having a deadline. I put deadlines for myself because if I don't do it, things just don't happen because I always yeah. think, oh, it can be a little bit better. It can, I can draw it a little no, bit. Yet. I can write yeah. it a little better. Yeah. Um, so you never release anything. But if you have a deadline and if you're very strict about it, first of all, it means, you know, you're going to do it. You're going to share it. And it means you're going to do more of it and that way you're going to learn more and instead of yeah. spending three months on a picture you're going to have 30 pictures right yeah in the end is very very different so, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you i think i totally agree with all the, the the things that you've mentioned importantly is that discipline and consistency yeah mm. you gotta do that or else <laughs> mm, i've learned with this that I mean, if you believe with your ideas and you have faith and you're consistent with it, mm -hmm. it's gonna happen. I mean, it's your call. So there you go. And uh, yeah. yeah, nothing is perfect. So if we're not gonna, if we're just gonna wait until it gets, I actually, I don't think we can even say, oh, it's perfect. Okay, let's release it. <laughs> right? It's never perfect. It's never yeah. perfect. There's always going to be one mistake or one line or something that you don't like. But at the end, that's part of its charm. This is what I'm 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 learning. And I'm oh, saying nice. to myself. Apart from that, so uh, we're heading to the uh, final uh, question that I love so much. <laughs> is that I know that each one of us um, we're facing a lot of challenges in life. You have a lot of challenges or stress, frustration, especially you have. A lot of things on your plate right now but how uh, do you keep yourself optimistic to keep moving forward mm. <laughs> another excellent question <laughs> um well i think i i mentioned a little bit uh about that before how it's up to us like it's not up to us what happens in our life and what the situations are. Obviously, there's always going to be something happening that's not in our control and in our power to change or fix. But I truly believe it's up to us how we like how we approach this and what attitude we have towards it. And obviously there are diff many different situations, but in general, you can find an opportunity or a lesson in pretty much 
any situation. It's something that I think my, my parents taught me very well over time. If you have a problem, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be a problem. It can be a lesson. You know, mm-hmm. whenever you end up in a tricky situation that's a little bit maybe more negative than you want, I always think, hmm, maybe there's a lesson here that I still haven't learned. And, and that's why this situation presents itself so that, you know, I can take advantage of it. Um, yeah, so the general attitude really helps, which I try to have. I don't always succeed. And I think that's okay to always yeah. admit that we all have bad days. We all have days that we just don't want to do anything, <laughs> especially lately. Um, and it's good to normalize that and not pretend that every day needs to be perfect or every situation. But then another thing that um, for myself has really, really completely changed my life and, and made me way more um, active, energetic and optimistic was starting to do more sports and be more active mm-hmm. in that area of my life. Before I was very inconsistent, I would do a little bit of this, a little bit of that here and there and then at some point I I just decided I want to become a more disciplined person and I want to have a like a strict routine to keep and I started doing that I think it was maybe four years ago now wow yeah and I would pretty much train every day and it was very interesting how it changed, like obviously changes your body and you become more healthy, which is wonderful. <laughs> your brain, your brain yeah. functions differently. That was such an amazing, uh, like sort of uh, revelation to me how much my brain chemistry changed and how I, I would approach situations differently. And we all know this feeling when you've had a really good like run or... Yeah, the, or, the, the adrenaline rush and you know... And the, 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 the yeah, and just the endorphins in your brain and you feel like you can conquer the world. <laughs> and when you give this to yourself every day, it sort of slowly builds up. And I think it also really helps your confidence. At least in my case, it really did. Because before I would doubt myself, I still do sometimes, but I would doubt myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, constant basis. I would be like, oh, can I do this? Like, it's so much. Am I strong enough to do this? But after you've done a pretty hardcore workout with like a lot of push-ups and burpees or whatever, you know you're strong. You know you've proven to yourself. <laughs> By <laughs> end of your exercise, like yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're just like, okay, I can handle this situation. I can do this. So that's an advice that I think I would, yeah, I would definitely give to to everybody because it's really, really helped me <laughs> in my that's life. Good. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you that uh, having a strict routine or starting with something, uh, I've learned this that uh, when you exercise in the first thing in the morning, that actually awakens your veins and even your brain. That mm-hmm. is why a lot of people, successful people, those people who are already rich wherever they are, they started from exercising and their brains just function very differently. And therefore there's so much ideas coming out. And I think that's why exercise is really powerful uh, part of your daily routine. And obviously like what you said, nothing is perfect. And also keeping everything um, uh, consistent and, uh, and, there are a lot of things that you can't control, but you just have to move forward. 
And I like the 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 lesson that your your parents taught you, or mm. something that you know maybe it's a lesson. They're so wise. <laughs> they are <laughs> definitely. They are very wise people. <laughs> yes, that's nice. So there you go. Um, thank you for sharing of how how do you keep yourself optimistic? Now, of course, before I let you go, I want to make sure that everyone can reach out to your very inspiring comic strip of mm. Ultra Animal. So tell us or share with our audience uh, where, where can we find you? Mm. Um, well, people can find us if they want to, of course, on social media, on both Instagram or Facebook, and also Twitter, but we're not as active there. So Facebook and Instagram are the best. And then for people who don't use social media as much, we also have a, an actual website, mm -hmm. uh, awareanimals.com, where they can find us and we post um, weekly the same things as we do on social media there. And then we also have a Patreon page, um, which I don't know if, uh, if you're familiar with what that is, but Patreon is this wonderful platform where people can support um, content creators of many different shapes and, and um, yeah, yes, just different people <laughs> doing different things. Um, so that, yeah, if, if people want to support us in a small way, also financially, so that we can keep doing what we're doing, because as we were talking about, it's not always easy. Uh, they can also do that and find us there. <laughs> the website again? Patron. Uh, it's uh, yeah, www.patreon.com and then slash aware animals, or if they just put us in the search engine, our name, aware animals, it's gonna pop up. <laughs> so, perfect. I, I haven't, I never heard that, but I'm gonna check that out. And it, of course, it's a, it's always great to support uh, people who are sharing a lot of uh, effort of making a different. Uh, how do you say, uh, more pur purposeful uh, activities in life. So there you go. We have covered everything. It was really fun of getting to know the idea how this Aware Animal started and how much more uh, projects and maybe a little bit stories here and there. And I'm looking forward to, to actually get a copy once I visited or maybe I print out the little book about recycling and looking forward for 2022 calendar <laughs> so there you go so that's it so thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and um, i really wish you a good luck and hopeful for more collaborations with a lot of people who are also doing the same campaign or goal for you know helping our environment to become better than we found Thank you so much for the invite and for this awesome talk. It was so, so wonderful to spend this time with you. And what you're doing is truly amazing, sharing people's stories in this way so that we can learn from each other and sort of have this database of, you know, how, how, to, how to do things, um, yeah, you know, in a different way and figure out different approaches to, to life and, and our passions. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy that interview and I hope that you find it inspiring and motivating. Remember, stay optimistic and take action slowly but surely for your big dreams. Thank you once again and I'll see you on the next episode here at Empower Your Life.